Hello, everybody. Welcome to Flight of the Next. Today we have an interview with uh, Bex Lake. Bex, uh, one of our new signings, and uh, good afternoon or good evening, Bex. Welcome to the interview. Hello. Thanks for having me. I will start off with the question that we ask sort of most people, everybody we interview, and that's sort of how would you describe yourself, three words, as a footballer? Um, I'd probably have to say uh, a leader, um, composed, hopefully, most of the time, um, <laughs> and strong. I, I'm definitely not a pretty, a pretty player, but I like to do the simple stuff well, so I think those three words would describe me. Does that is that when sometimes you say a uh, strong and not pretty that implies somebody who gets a lot of cards? Are you one of those people? Have we replaced Izzy, Izzy Gomez with Bex Lake? <laughs> um, I've never had a red card before. Um, I definitely have had a few yellows. I try not to get a card, but if I have to, I, I will. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to take one for the team. Holly and I have both seen you play for Northern Tigers. It, it seems an interesting football journey going from Canterbury, Christchurch, Northern Tigers, and then to the to Wellington Phoenix. Could you talk us through your journey? I, yeah, definitely. So um, I've been playing for the Canterbury United Pride, which um, competes in the National Women's League here in New Zealand. Um, I've played in the for nine seasons now. I was a bit of an old girl in the team. I captained four, the last four seasons. And, yeah, my first season was 2014 when I was like about 14 years old. Um, so I've had a lot of fun in that team. I really um, grew in that team as well. We won, I think, about five or six titles. Um, but I definitely found that I needed to do something different. Um, I got a wee taster of um, New Zealand football ferns in January. Um, I was I was lucky enough to get the call up. It just happened to be outside of a FIFA window, um, which meant a lot of girls weren't released from their clubs. So getting to experience that, I was like, I want to do something else and really push my football. Um, so I actually got talking to Marley Steinmetz um, who played for Northern Tigers she's obviously had very good few seasons um, and she's like yeah just get in contact with Jake um, see what the club's all about so I contacted him sounded like a pretty good club to be a part of and he offered me a contract just like that I packed my bags and moved to Sydney um, had a lot of fun. The club was amazing, really supportive. I love the, the girls there. Everyone's so competitive and wanted to win. And I think that was a really good decision for me going over there, just getting outside of my comfort zone, learning a new, just a new role, being part of a new team. Um, but I guess the whole move was to do something more with my football. And I did that move to pick up an A-League contract. Um, although I love Sydney and I would have loved to keep my job there and everything like that, just happened to get the opportunity to, for Wellington Phoenix and it, it just felt right. Like I've wanted to be a part of the team last two seasons. Um, my opportunity didn't come, but now here it is. Um, and so I'm stoked to come back to New Zealand. My parents are too because it's, <laughs> it's a quick flight to watch my games. It's not all the way in Australia. 
So you mentioned uh, having another job. You don't have to specifically tell us what that job was, but what would your alternative career perhaps be? Um, yeah, so I was working for Mirabelle as group financial accountant. So it was a like hospitality property business. I loved it. But before then, um, I was working for KPMG as an auditor. And I'm very lucky they've taken me back. I'm now um, working 20 hours alongside um, playing footy. So yeah, it's good to be back into a role that I know because they're letting me work remotely and be really flexible with my hours and working around my trainings and games and obviously I will be doing a lot of travel as well so I'm really grateful I, I love my job with Miraval in Sydney and I love my job with KPMG as well but um, yeah my career I want to be a chartered accountant so I've actually as of last week just finished my final um, chartered accounting paper um, I've just got to wait for the results but I should be fine but you've got to do like three years work experience as well to tick that off so it's really cool that I can keep working with KPMG while I play football so I can tick that side of my career off as well It's like living the dream the yeah, accounting dream Been stressful <laughs> studying and playing football and working full time up until now but um, no, I, I definitely love it Ethan, do you have some? I think it's quite interesting because I believe there's also another ex, ex fern who's an accountant in Wellington, uh, Green. Anna Green? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Happens to be in the same building as a friend of mine at Deloitte, but you know, now we have two ferns, chartered accountants in Wellington. So I thought that seems to be quite a popular career path amongst. Yeah, I actually I had a chat with her as well um, leading into it. Like I just knew she – because she's already fully qualified. Um, she's obviously been playing football for a long time at a high level. So I just kind of wanted to see what she's doing, how she worked around it. And um, she even told me that there might be some complications moving to Australia as well. And she was right. There were some complications. So I had to transfer over to KPMG Sydney at first. So, yeah, it was definitely good to speak to someone who had that kind of experience and also understands the stresses of um, studying full-time as well as you know, working full-time, trying to play football at the same time. So there's a lot of common ground and you know, I'm grateful to have that conversation. We saw what you might, might have seen on the news, an AFL game, a women's AFL game was sort of delayed the start in, in Sydney because there was a snake on the pitch. Um, while you were over here, did you uh, well, did you run into creepy crawlies? Did you have any sort of experiences with these sort of like people talk about the spiders and snakes and stuff like that? Did you run into anything like that in your time here? Actually, in my first week of being in Sydney, I, I was staying with um, a family for a couple of weeks and they were up in North Taramara. Um, obviously, there's a lot more bush and everything like that. They had a lovely house and a, um, a swimming pool, and I was out lying by the swimming pool. And other, on the other side of the, the fence, in between the slats, there was a brown snake that we passed, and I I just froze, and I just I couldn't believe that I actually saw a snake. I was like, this is just unreal. Um, but obviously, moving back into into the city, you, you never see those kind of things. I actually saw a huntsman spider as well that that was golf smacking. It was it was huge. Um, and, yeah, the size of my hand. Um, you could definitely tell I was a Kiwi because I was quite shocked with it. 
Um, and even when I went out for um, like fitness, like going on my runs and it was quite late at night, I'd just be running and I think every little like, noise or crack in the concrete or something, I just thought it was a snake or creepy crawly. But I got used to it to, like towards the end, but at the start, yeah, I was definitely shocked. A wee bit scared. I, I used to have a fear of wetters and then I came to Australia and sort of with all the sort of interactions we have with the huntsman, uh, I could I could pet a wetter now, it's just it's no no snow problems yeah. like wetter schmetter. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, she's muted herself. So I have, and I'm also disorganised because I wasn't actually too sure uh, what my question was going to be. Um, I see that you're involved in Māori football. Uh, can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so I I am Māori, um, believe it or not. I unfortunately didn't get a bit of a tan from my grandfather. I really wish I did. Um, but no, I'm, I'm Māori. My um, tribe is Naitahu and... I got in contact with some of my friends who are part of Māori football and I was really lucky to get the opportunity. Um, there was a North versus South series, um, but it, it was all about, it was like 50-50, like football and cultural and like it was a really cool experience. Like I've been to my family mid-eye and things like that before, but um, just going through this week, of a whole lot of cultural things um, made you feel really special um, and the first time I've kind of felt like um, like it, you are a footballer you're a friend, you're a family member and like just because you've got blonde hair and you're not tan and everything like that you are Māori and it was I don't know, it was, it was really really empowering and a very different football experience to what I've ever had before um, I hope in the future I get another op- opportunity to be a part of that um, there was uh, another opportunity. Uh, they actually came over to Sydney to play, but unfortunately just uh, it didn't work out with um, Tigers football and things like that, and I was coming through um, a couple of injuries. But, yeah, I definitely hope in the future that I can be a part of that experience. Uh, it was very, very cool. The club's been making a lot of effort to connect with um, the Māori community um, and its um, geographical area. So I found that was something that was really, really neat. And um, I'm also extremely proud whenever I wear any of the um, next stuff that has these wonderful Indigenous designs on there. So how, how good is that? Is that something that you see for say, in other footballing organisations? Is that something that we could do better or worse? What about, uh, say, New Zealand football? Yeah, I definitely think New Zealand football and Wellington Phoenix are going in the right direction. I think it is is so, so cool. It's about where you're from, where you want to go, the support you've got behind you. Um, yeah, and we, we actually had a wee cultural session um, the other day, and that was just a wee taster of um, the support we have from NZCIS and there was the men and women's team there and yeah it was really really special and I hope they keep pushing that area and obviously with the new kit and everything like that it it just makes the whole experience a lot more special Um, 
But yeah, I, I know we've got a couple of cultural sessions coming up, so I'm really looking forward to what they have to offer there and what they're going to tell us. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's more about belonging and everything like that as well, which is really cool. Speaking of uh, belonging, we've finally got some uh, actual foreigners in the team now. And I know you only just went over um, quite recently, but uh, how are they settling in? How are you and the rest of the team introducing them to New Zealand culture and New Zealand? Yeah, they're all so cool. They've fitted in really, really well. You think everyone's known each other for years. Um, they're very good players. They obviously bring a, a lot of intensity into their trainings. They've gone through college football. One of them has had a professional contract before. Maybe the others have as well. Still starting to get to know them and everything like that. But, yeah, no, they definitely bring intensity. They're very strong, athletic, as you would expect from American athletes. But it's cool because they're coming from different clubs and different experiences and things like that. But, no, they're very, very cool people. The whole group is, is very nice that everyone's already friends Have you made the meat marmite yet? I think that was probably the most <laughs> everyone wants to know <laughs> Not yet, not yet <laughs> Shall I go next then? Yeah, yeah, go, go for it. Um, I see you've had a bit of a futsal career as well. Could you tell us a bit more about that and where that's led you to? So, Yeah, yeah. So um, alongside playing for Canterbury Pride for football, I also um, played futsal for Canterbury Pride. Um, I, I don't know, something about futsal, it's a lot more technical. You could go from almost scoring a goal to conceding within a couple of seconds. It's so active, you get to rest on the side and then come back on. It just makes it a whole lot more intense. Um, yeah, I, I love it. I played it through school. Um, unfortunately, you can't really play at the top end for futsal and football. Um they, they kind of compete with each other at the moment, but honestly, I think they complement each other. So eventually, hopefully, um, uh, hopefully, eventually they um, work together. But yeah, I've uh, had a match for the Futsal Ferns yet. I did have an opportunity to go to China, but with having such schedules and football and studies and things like that, I couldn't. But I did go away to Australia and versus some state teams with the Futsal Ferns. Um, and that was my first taster of that. And then uh, just last year, I was lucky enough to be a part of the New Zealand University futsal team. We went to um, the World University Champs in Portugal, and that was yeah a, a lot of fun. Um, there's definitely some very good futsal players out there who do it for a living. Um, but we ended up coming fourth place, which was the best any like New Zealand futsal team had, had done. So we were very, very proud of that. But yeah, I, I do love futsal and maybe it's something I'll get back into later on down the track. But football is my main priority right now. Did, did you actually coach a futsal team? <clears throat> Yeah, well, um, through university or even school and university as I was studying, um, I, I needed a part-time job and I loved football, I loved football, so I got involved with um, coaching. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I was coaching from ages 
three to about 18. Um, and a lot of my time went towards um, teenage um, teenage girls. Where I took them to like 17s tournaments and things like that. But I also did a bit of futsal coaching around that, that age group as well. And I loved it, but um, I knew that accounting and football was my career rather than coaching. So I definitely miss coaching, that's for sure. Did you – was Kate Taylor in one of those teams? Yeah, I um, yeah I know Kate from um, high school. She came in at year nine. Um, I think I was – maybe year 12 or 13 at the time. So I've played alongside Kate um, for, for a long time. Um, so it's really cool to be playing alongside her again. I, I look up to her now. But she's obviously had a lot of experience in A-League now um, and she's even had captaincy roles and things like that. So yeah, it's cool to be playing alongside her and looking up to her now. Cool. Have any other of your futsal kind of people you've played with made the jump to football much or is... Um, yeah, M- Macy Fraser. Um, she's a very, very good futsal player. Um, very good futsal player. But she's obviously had to um, make the decision between the two as well. Um, I'm sure if we had the opportunity to go f- play a social game, if we were allowed, we would. But, um, you know, she's a very good player and had to make the decision as well. But I think you'll find um, futsal starting to become a bit of a bigger game and um, there's quite a lot of the girls who would have played it before. I've got a couple of other sort of questions what's your first football memory my first football memory first football memory that you yeah. um I think it was well I was four years old when I first um started playing I right at the start I would kind of play in the leaves and stuff and in the mud on the side and dad was like no come on Bex you've got to be involved and be competitive and after that point I would just start chasing the ball around I know you've probably uh, seen little kids like around like little bumblebees around the ball I just chased the ball around I wanted to score and stop the goals and everything like that so I just remember chasing the ball wherever I went and I loved it um a little bit embarrassing that I started with playing on, with the leaves on the side, but no, after that, I definitely got my competitive spirit. Cool. Is there anyone you want to call out just from your formative years? Is there anyone you want to sort of call out, give thanks, credit to that, that set you on the path to becoming a Wellington Phoenix player? Um, well, Annalie Longo, who's actually obviously just signed <laughs> the Phoenix. Um, I've played alongside her, um, the Canterbury, um, since I started in 2014 and she captained before me and yeah, she's a very, very good player that I learned a lot technically and tactically, but she's also a very close friend and had a lot of experience through football. So I just learn off her every day. Um, and it's pretty cool that she's had such a long career and she's still going. And I'm stoked to be on a team again because she really impacts games. Um, but she's actually going to be my flatmate. So when she comes oh. back from Chile with the Ferns, um, we've just signed for a flat. So it's pretty cool. I get to get to live with her and train with her every day. Nice one. Congratulations. 
pretty stressful trying to find a flat. I felt like I had just moved to Sydney, uh, changed my job, like got a flat and everything like that. And now I'm moving back overseas, back home, finding a new flat, changed jobs again, new contract, new team. <laughs> that that was going to be my follow-up question is, is it like – if somebody else from overseas is coming to the Phoenix, what, what kind of advice would you give them getting themselves set up and finding a flat? It sounds like it was a pretty rigorous process for you. Yeah, I think um, don't put pressure on yourself and just start to talk to people, as many people as you can, because um, I'm actually finding there's a lot of girls in the team who are needing to find a flat and things like that. They've gone through like having to travel and having to change jobs, and some of them aren't working, but some of them trying to pick up part-time jobs and stuff so just yeah having that common ground between everyone we're all going through similar stuff so just talk to people and it makes it a lot easier cool holly or ethan or jesse are there many other footballers in your flex i've known that there's a few couple of you know next flats as per se dotted around the region but will it just be the two of you or will it be full of next players um at the moment it will be flea and i and then um potentially macy she's having to travel quite far to get to trainings at the moment um so she's trying to find someone for her flat out in the city and then she'll move in with us and then if she can't fill her flat then um there's some other girls um like zoe who's looking for a flat as well so yeah it'll be a full next flat but i do know um there's some flats with all next players and then there's others who've just caught up with some randoms and things like that. So, yeah, a real mix. Nobody getting paid enough to live by themselves, obviously. <laughs> no, no. Maybe eventually. Maybe in a couple of years. Well, that's the concerning thing, right, is uh, all these players needing second jobs or they're studying and things like that. That's um, that's sad to hear. But I'm I'm glad that, um, you know, so many players are flatting together. I'd feel like that had a bit of camaraderie, although I don't know that I'd want to show up to training and somebody, you have to do a drill with somebody who doesn't do the bloody dishes. <laughs> might make you a bit crazy. Yeah, no, I definitely think it's good that um, we're living together because I had found in flats in the past that quite hard um, when you're trying to train so hard and keep fit and things like that and then you have mates that want to go out and party all the time and they're wondering why you're trying to study why you're training and everything like that so and they just don't quite understand they're like oh why don't you just miss the training it's like well no that's not an option um, so you definitely have to balance everything but yeah, when you're living with people who um, do the same trainings and they all understand it it does make it a lot easier so I'm wondering whether you have uh, obviously the Wellington Phoenix is your favourite football type team. Do you have any other teams that you support? I actually always get asked this and it's quite embarrassing. I don't really support any team or anything in the English Premier League and stuff like that. I, I do need to um, follow more football, I think, because every like spare second I get, I normally spend studying or try to have a wee bit of a, a social life. But definitely something I, I need to start following. My dad um, follows Liverpool. 
Um, and I watch the ferns, obviously. Um, I'm in there, still in there, like, huddle and everything like that, so I can watch their sessions and things. Um, and obviously we do a bit of analysis with the Phoenix as well. So I rewatch things that I'm a part of and teams that I'm close to. But hopefully now that I've got more spare time not having to study, I should start supporting some more football teams. Kind of following on from that, and it doesn't have to be football at all, but is there a, if there was a team that you could play for, any team in the world, any sport in the world, what would it be or who would they be? Um, the London City Lionesses. So I actually um, roomed with Grace Neville over the camp in January. And it's a, like pretty much female-only club, um, and it's pretty cool that they're, uh, they're just so competitive, and just the whole female aspect sounded sounded awesome. Um, and obviously, we've had Paige just go over there, so I'd be really keen to chat to her again and um, see how she's going. But yeah, potentially that team. Cool. Ethan or Holly, any other questions? I keep muting myself and then I'm unmuting myself. Uh, what's your favourite thing to do to sort of chill out if football is uh, stressing you out? Um, well, that, this sounds a wee bit boring, but to, like I get my diary out and I make a list of everything that I need to do, whether that's work-related, it's football-related, um, social-related, just to make sure that I get a real balance across everything in my life. Um, and once I've got that, my list sorted, I start picking away at it and then I give myself some downtime. Um, so listen to music where I call my family, um, I get in touch with friends. I love food, so going out for uh, like to different restaurants, different cuisines and things like that with friends, um, that's definitely something I like to do in my downtime. I probably did it a bit too much in Sydney um, mm. with my job at Miraval. I actually got 50% discounts um, and I got $30 lunch vouchers every day. So I definitely got to try around a whole lot of restaurants. Um, which was pretty cool. But, yeah, spending spending some time with friends and family is pretty special to me. Well, if we've got no other actual questions, we did talk about sort of a, a bit of a show and tell at the end. And I understand you've got something that's sort of very special to you that you'd like to show us and tell us about? Yeah, I'll just get off my finger. So I've got this um, little ring that I actually got for, I've obviously spoken about Canterbury United Pride a lot. Um, nine seasons, um, captain four seasons. So like something pretty special to me and I've made some of my best friends through that team. Um, but the coaching staff got this engraved for me as these um, Pride 50 caps 2021. I know 50 caps doesn't sound like a lot, but when the season like started with, well, it was just one round. So if you made finals, you were lucky to get like seven games in a season. So it took a while to get it, but I wear it every day. I take it off for trainings, but um, I wear it every day and it's yeah, something pretty special to me. Nice. Um, thanks for sharing that. Ethan or Holly, do you have something you want to um, talk about? 
you caught me out because I'm at work and I don't have that many football things at work. But <laughs> I bought my Tazuni oh. partly because the World Cup was awesome and also because Dean is just amazing. Look at these. <laughs> it's just amazing. Dean is my show and tell. Good on you, Dean. <laughs> you're welcome, I think. I, I screwed up the camera, so I can't even see what you're showing off. But, um, there we are. In my imagination, it's pretty good. Oh, it's Tazuni. One of those 80-odd bloody Tazunis that I've made that I got PTSD from painting. <laughs> if you've got one, I hope you enjoy it. What about right. you, Ethan? Did so in the interest of my shirt collecting, I thought, obviously, I had to uh, bring a shirt. So hold on, I'll try and – can we see that all right? So that is um, a very small uh, Mickey Robertson shirt from last season. So I was uh, – ended up meeting her at one of the fan meet and greet events and then got to know her quite well over last season, and I was – very, very fortunate to be given one of her playing shirts by her after the last home game. And despite my collection of shirts being 150 plus, that is the first one I've been given off the back of a player. So that holds quite a nice special place in my collection. And yeah, I'm you know, so cool. very happy with it. Was it fit? Uh, no, no, it would be barely a crop top if I tried to put it on. I've, it's it's extremely small. It's hard to show over camera, but it actually looks like it's shrunk in the wash. It's hilarious. I think, yeah, I've, I've got Betsy Hassett match at Warren Olympic shirt, and she must have, like, a tiny head because, like, I got it on about there. Look, no, not, not, I'm not going to break it. <laughs> I'll just – this is this is my show and tell. Uh, let's see. This is – this started off, a friend of mine, Thomas Zabritsky, gave me this, and I wore it to the uh, the football match, the, the Bahrain qualifier, when you, the, the, the um, All-Whites beat, the, um, beat Bahrain to, to qualify for the um, World Cup in South Africa. And then I got to go to uh, training with the Ferns in Albany, I think uh, about three or four months ago, just before the World Cup. And I got Hannah Wilkinson, Claudia, and uh, Flea to sign it, amongst others. Wow. And they're some of my favourite players. But then, just during the World Cup, they had the event uh, for the um, 75ers, Nell Yonganil and, and the uh, the original football ferns. That's not focusing very well. So I also got them to sign it as well. So I think it's kind of unique in, in football, uh, unique and out of focus. But it's sort of signed by sort of some of the current football ferns and um, some of the 75ers as well. So... That's something that's very precious to me, and I'll never wear it again because um, I'll have to wash it, and then um, all the signatures will come off. So that's that's my show and tell. So thank you for listening to that. Oh, cool! Very special. No worries. All right. Well, is there anything anyone wants to say? Otherwise, uh, otherwise we can sort of wrap this up if there's no other questions. Uh, Jesse, Jesse did join us. Uh, did you have a show and tell or a question, Jesse? I see you there. Uh, you may need to unmute yourself. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm wearing um hi Bex. I'm wearing um a Gomez's um strip from last year. I've got it on backwards. I'm not the shorts now. <laughs> 
and um, that's her top. And then, um, yeah, and I did get press it. Oh god, I don't know how to do this. Oh cool. That's um, that's the football fans from this year's World Cup. So um, yeah. I've got some shirts and some stuff, which is cool. So, yeah. Cheers, Jessica. It's Phoenix Gaming. Well, Bits, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I hope it wasn't painful for you. I'm kind of thinking it's my first interview kind of thing, and, and it'll lead to sort of more things in the media for you. Oh, not painful at all. It was good to catch up with you guys. Thank you so much. We're actually very much looking forward to sort of seeing you play this season. Now, hopefully there might be some pre-season games that we can come along to and, and say hi and catch up again. Yeah, we are um, going to Aussie, I think, on the 2nd of October. Um, I think we've got a couple of games, so I'm not sure if that's been released yet, but we will be heading over um, to Perfect. Sydney or I think Gosford. Excellent. Well, if, if that happens and we can slither along, we'll do so. I've got a little box full of things to give you, so um, or the, oh. the club or the team. So, yeah, hopefully we'll see you then. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. I'm sure they'll release it and everything with times and stuff. Hopefully people can come and watch. That would be nice. Otherwise, we'll just be hiding in the car park. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> often awkward and hard to explain. Yeah. Oh, do you want to sort of wrap it up for us or Ethan? Oh, we can do that. Um, well, thanks again for, for coming on, Bex. We're really excited that you're uh, in the team and um, we wish you the best for the season and we will see you around for sure. We will um, we will be there at the respective games that we can make it. So uh, thank you and thanks everybody else for being on and uh, have a good uh, evening or afternoon.